Hello, and welcome to IAOP's podcast series, Pulsecast, where we explore topics big and small in a world of collaborative partnerships. Thank you for joining us, and now the host of Pulsecast. Hello, everyone. My name is Debbie Hamill, CEO of IOP, and welcome to the second in a series of conversations I will be having with our partners on pressing issues affecting all of us in 2022 and beyond. Today, I have the true privilege of sitting down with Kevin Parikh, the CEO and Chairman of Avasant, global leading management consulting firm that negotiates over $20 billion annually in technology deals representing buyers. Kevin is widely acknowledged as a global thought leader, futurist, and expert on digital business strategies, technological solutions, innovation, and business transformation. He regularly speaks on these topics to a global audience and boards of directors at Fortune 1000 companies. For example, he delivered a keynote presentation to Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway CIO Council. He's spoken to international organizations such as the United Nations, the World Bank, European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, and the Inter-American Development Bank. He's also delivered the keynote at the USA Pavilion at the World Expo in Dubai. An avid philanthropist and chairman of the Avisan Foundation, Kevin is dedicated to initiatives that support disadvantaged youth and women empowerment. Through the foundation, over 25,000 jobs have been created for youth to participate in the digital economy. And if all that were not enough, he is also the best-selling author of Digital Singularity, A Case for Humanity. And, and if this were video, you would see a signed copy of that book in the bookcase right behind me. Today, Kevin will be sharing a teaser into his vision for the future ahead. He'll unveil his predictions for the future of work and the way we live, engage, and interact in what he envisions as the imagination age when he presents the opening ahead talk on Wednesday, February 9th during IOP's OWS 22 virtual series. Now let's get started. Kevin, first question. The pandemic has accelerated many of the trends you predicted in your book. One such is where you explored NASA's 2025 vision for the future workplace. Do you have any new predictions about the new 2025 future workplace we should know? Well, Debbie, first of all, thank you so much for that very kind introduction. Uh, yes, you know, when we look at the workplace of tomorrow, the amazing thing about it is that it will be segmented by vertical, which means that the workplace of tomorrow for retail and shopping will be very different than the workplace of tomorrow in the business context, where you might have previously lived and worked uh, in an office building. It would be different if you're in shipping. It would be different potentially if you're on the manufacturing floor. So the workplace of tomorrow is gonna to change. And as we look at the way it is today, we can see how technology will be used in that future workplace. So what type of technology can we expect? Well, there will be certain aspects of it that will be unique and uniform across all these different verticals. One, there will be likely no visible technology, which means it'll be embedded into the background, into the rooms where we work. We'll walk into a room and that room will through biometrics know who we are and why we're there. And it will configure the equipment and the uh, room itself to be able to conduct calls, our data will be available to us. 
will be unified and be able to communicate in a 24 by seven way, but there'll be multi-sensory uh, opportunities for us. And, and this is really important to understand because we're not just talking about augmented reality or virtual reality, or even the real world, which we live in. It'll be the convergence of these three things that come together. And as we think about it on a, on a uh, vertical by vertical basis, we'll see that, that there are unique models for how we're going to work in this future. I'm very excited about it. And I do think that you know, it will create opportunities for us to spend more time with each other in a more meaningful way. The, the concept behind that is what we call the imagination age. Because if we're able to spend more time with each other in a more real, in a more augmented way, then it creates an opportunity to have more creation, more creativity, and more vision. So I'm, I'm excited about that part of this, this future, for sure. I find it a little bit frightening. Do you find it a little bit frightening? Or it's just exciting? Well, I think there are elements of it that are going to be very new and, and I think very, uh, very frightening potentially, uh, especially for those that, that um, are not accustomed to living in this, this new world. You see, uh, when we think about these omniverses, which is what we call them, we are talking about a world where there are multiple ways to be able to communicate and channels to be able to reach people, okay? So we now see that one verse might be one operated and run by Meta or the former Facebook. Another verse may be uh, operated by uh, Amazon. Uh, yet another verse might be operated by Microsoft. And in each one of these verses, the rules for communication, hardware, software, platforms, are vegan entertainment, media, gaming will be unique. So if you consider uh, you and I, Debbie, we may decide, you know, let's meet, um, but we're not going to be able to meet um, in, the, in the physical way, but we want to have a richer experience. And you say, Kevin, why don't we go shopping together? And I'll say, you know what, let's do that. Let's have an afternoon. Let's go shopping. So we go to our local favorite coffee shop where they might have one of these augmented reality rooms set up. And I order my coffee, spend $10, sit in the room, and I call you. You're on the other side of the country. You're also sitting in your room and in, in your coffee shop. And we say, okay, let's meet in the prime universe, the Amazon prime universe. And so we're gonna be using that technology. We'll be using Alexa video technology. If we're in the meta universe, we might be using Facebook portal technology. VR technology that's designed specifically for that universe. We may also be meeting to do shopping, uh, but now the experiences are much richer. You wanna show me your favorite shoes and we might go from one virtual store to another virtual store, all, all along experiencing this together and, and drinking our coffee and having a more of an augmented version of that experience. So. In this new world that we talk about, we're blending the real world, the converged world, and the virtual world together, okay? When I say the converged world, I'm talking about taking the real world, virtual world, and also the augmented world and bringing it together into a single single place. Wow. 
So this is a, a much more sophisticated second life kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah, and what we're seeing already is you can see with NFTs, the, the value that's being created through these types of platforms. We're seeing also that in these omniverses, these various different omniverses, which are controlled by large corporations to a large part today and will be in the future, you can now buy digital real estate. You can build a home next to Snoop Dogg. And it's costing real money. Uh, you know, if you want to buy a, a, a digital piece of real estate, it can cost you at a minimum $13,000. And on that real estate, you can build your home and invite your guests. The scary part about this is you might, in fact, live in a very, very small home and put all your money into this digital home so that you can use it to invite guests from all over the world to share digital media. Imagine a world where you buy your favorite tennis shoes in the real world, and it has a little QR code on it that if you scan, it gives you the rights to that in the digital world. So now when you're standing in the digital world, you're wearing also those same shoes that you have in the real world. And you maybe had to pay an extra $20 for that right. Think about that. Think about the opportunities. Here's where I think we can make it very real for people to understand. When you consider historically, Debbie, we've been looking at omni-channel. And what is omni-channel? Omni-channel is ways to reach customers through specific technology and visual mediums. So one channel might be through email marketing. One channel might be through television. Another one might be through movies. Another one might be through billboards. And that omni-channel approach gave marketers the ability to reach people, right? Maybe through web advertising would might another example of a traditional approach. Going forward in the omniverse, we now have the ability to not just advertise and access people in those new universes, but we also have the ability to take our products and services directly into them, use them, and even charge for them, right? So this is, this is really quite interesting, and it is a bit scary, Debbie. I agree with you. Well, I could listen to this all day, and I have a thousand questions, but we would be here all day. So we're, we're going to have to do this again um, so I can get some more information. Uh, but let's move on to the next question. In your book, Digital Singularity, you discussed eight technology prerequisites, which are fundamental to support and shape the digital economy. What are the new technologies you believe would have the greatest impact on humanity in the imagination age? So again, it's, it goes back to what I was talking about. There are these basic platform technologies that are being built. And by the way, you already have many of them in your own home. But each one of them is building its own set of universe, universes and rules for how we communicate in those places. So we can see Google has developed their whole life cycle from the Google Home devices that manage your security, that allow you to communicate, gather information, call people, um, um, also allow you to, to make a grocery list, whatever you need. You see in the what might become the Amazon universe, the same thing with, with Alexa or in Apple, Siri, 
or in Microsoft, Cortana, okay? You see what's happening, right? Facebook and now Meta, called Meta, they have their own Facebook portal. Each one of these mega companies has some type of video device into your home already today. Most of you may not even realize it. They all are, have some kind of audio device that's listening, but they wanna use this technology to draw you into their, their verse, their, their omniverse. They want you to buy food there. They want you to shop there. They want you to enjoy entertainment there. They want you to game there. They want you to meet your friends there. They want you to buy a digital home there. And that's the, the big jump that most people have not recognized, but is now there is a big run on buying real estate, digital real estate to build your virtual home. And some of that real estate I've seen is can be upwards of $400,000 today. Uh, the entry point, as I just mentioned, was around $13,000. So, so what verse do you decide to live in? Could you live in multiple verses? Could you work in multiple verses? This is the, these are the questions that are yet to be determined. But as businesses, we start to understand that the underlying technologies will matter significantly in, in how we market, sell services, products, and in what type of context do we do it? Meaning, is it in the physical world, is it in the augmented world, or in the real world? One of the great things that are happening right now is the sale of, of art, virtual art, through NFTs, and, and licensing that art. Does it also exist in the real world in my house, as it does in my digital world? These are the these are the marketing and business opportunities for um, retailers and service companies and technology companies of the future. Unbelievable. And, and with that, there are a lot of opportunities. I know that you're very focused on um, those, you know, underprivileged youth that are looking to get into the digital age. This will allow for that, would you say? I think that's the hope. So, you know, we, we do talk often about, um, you know, the improvements in broadband that are expected between now and 2025 and beyond. And that should make uh, access uh, quite inexpensive. And, but it also draws people and potential customers in these universes that they've never seen before. Because as we connect people through broadband, we also make them potential customers. And we allow them to work in the global economy in a way that they've not ever experienced before. So this is a bit of a, a jump from where we last talked, Debbie, because we talked about how these underlying technologies were going to drive improved communications, better working environments, and the ability to work in a way that's been accelerated due to the pandemic that's more virtual. Now we're bringing in an augmented reality, the real world, and the virtual world together. And we see that the tech firms are making big investments here. Microsoft uh, has just recently announced a big investment uh, to be able to build their virtual world um, and, and also include gaming. Uh, Facebook has renamed themselves to Meta because they, and they wanna, they see the opportunity in this metaverse that they call, uh, that they're building and that they, they call themselves now. And we see one by one, the technology firms are executing on that 
investment of putting all of these sensors in your home. And it's just the beginning. Now, there are legal, there are legal implications of this, of mm -hmm. course, there's privacy implications of this. I'm not addressing any of those right now. And I will be talking about them a bit more as we get into the main session. But, but I think that we will have to tackle these issues, Debbie. And I think that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Big Brother, if Big Brother is really out there, um, we'll have to watch out for it. We'll have to protect individual privacy. We'll have to make sure that people are safe in these uh, multiverses and that when they engage in it with whether that's the Googleverse or the metaverse, that, that there are rules and laws to protect them, cross-border, transboundary. Uh, people could experience assault. They could experience um, crimes in this, in this type of universe, harassment, other things of, of that nature. And we need to be able to protect people uh, across countries and across boundaries in a way that we've not had to think about or worry about in the past. Yeah, wow. Uh, do you have any advice or takeaways on how we should prepare for this imagination age? You know, um, there's not much we can do to prepare because it's already upon us. Um, the opportunity is to decide what we want this to be. Do we want to live in a world where we control the outcomes of these omniverse uh, opportunities? that we create rules that create fairness for people and opportunity to engage and imagine the potential of humanity. I think that's what excites me because as you know me, I'm an optimist, Debbie. There is certainly a dark side to every new technology, but there's also oftentimes a great side to it. And that's what I hope for. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks so much, Kevin, uh, for taking the time to be with us. We so much look forward to hearing more from you. So everybody that's listening, join us on February 9th uh, when Kevin will take us a little bit further into this imagination age journey. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, stay safe. Thank you, Debbie. Take care, be safe.